This is exactly right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. We, uh, when's the last time we drove in the morning? I don't, I mean, there was one like 6 a.m. LAX drop-off we did for kind of originality. Yes. One of our greatest regrets. Yeah, I think it was early on we realized we had made a grave mistake. Mm Mm-hmm. That, that we didn't need to be so on theme. Yeah, not to mention, I, oh, if, if someone missed their flight, thank, thanks be to the Lord of above. We'd mm-hmm. never let that happen. But yeah. it's nice, because we're going to do this episode and then have the rest of our day to oh. have many lucrative naps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a lot planned for today. <laughs> I actually have nothing but it's going to be great. And I like, I, I, this is as close as we get to seasons. There's, it's brisk out. It's it is. brisk 65. I almost wore a long sleeve shirt, but I had to pull back at the last minute. Yeah, I brought a sweatshirt just in case, just in case there's some cloud coverage that changes everything. Do you mind dropping that into my purse as a favor? And Look I just him. throw it out the window. He's <laughs> buying a, a, a Valentine's Day bouquet early. I mean, a true bucket of roses that guy was loading into the car. Where did you told you handed into me my the, purse, please? Thank you. Thank I you. will put it there. It was so. making it's my garage door opener closer, and it was making an excessive amount of noise. Does it have a mind of its own? It's just real clicky and plastic. Yeah. You know, like everyone in LA. Exactly. Don't get me started. I I disagree. I feel like we live in a very salt of the earth part of the earth. Really? Yeah. Where everyone's real authentic. No, where they're really salty. Oh. <laughs> like, like angry fishermen. No, those days are over. I left the uh, marina. 
I left the retired boat people. I, I feel like I am part of a community now. Good. Yeah. I, I, I very much enjoy living in a neighborhood where I've introduced myself to neighbors. And I, I'm glad. I'm glad I did that move. Great. I don't want to be around boat Great. people. Retired people that are younger than me. Yeah, the people that can afford boats. Yeah, boat yeah. people. Yeah, they're not Although anyone's no, type of people. If you, I'm not talking about water skiers. You know, we have a lot of water skiers that listen. What? Yeah, yeah. Chris, you seem to have a whole, like, I don't know where, are you going on to a fan page? Like, when you come and report those types of demographics, where are you getting your information? Right. It, you know, I go out in the streets. Uh-huh. And sometimes those streets take me to the ocean. Mm-hmm. And I meet the people of the sea. Yes, it's mm-hmm. inevitable. If you and then when you're there, you say, "What are your hobbies?" Right. And they almost all the time say water skiing. Yeah, they stop swabbing their poop deck, and they're like, "Well, I'll, I like anything that deals with boats." And I'm like, and I immediately am like, "Well, we don't have a lot in common then, because yeah. I get, you know, me, I get sick." Right. Sick of talking to boat people. Uh, yeah. We are using a phrase, boat people. In a that's kind of problematic, and we should stop saying it. It sounds bad, but I simply mean it's used badly usually. That's why we shouldn't be saying it. It sounds offensive, but I'm talking about people that uh, pay rent and live on another person's boat and pretend it's their boat. So I think you have to say exactly that every single it time. It just doesn't have a nice ring to it. Um, P W L O. Yeah. I'm just saying shorten the, yeah. right? P- P-W-L-O-Bs. There's, there's <laughs> these people that live on others' boats. People. Plobs. P-W-L-O-Bs. I, every year I do a show that's a fundraiser for the P-L-W-O-Bs. Oh. Yeah. And so, they aren't thankful. No. No. Some of the least grateful people on the planet. They like, they just want, they just want. It's the marina lifestyle that makes them hungry for more. Yeah. Always. Yeah, and then they judge me. They know that I'm never at sea. Yeah, I they can, can see tell. it in their eyes. Yeah, because they're like, "Oh, could you hand me that um, fork that's aft?" And then you're like, "I just don't know what direction that yeah. is." Yeah, starboard deck. I'm like, I don't know what. No, that, that can't is. communicate with yeah. you. Yeah, and then I can tell they look at me, and then I can hear them under their breath uh, mutter, "Landlubber." Yeah, that's what they call me. Or also, poor person. Yeah, never had scurvy. Now, you're talking about pirates or you're talking about people that have boats? I, scurvy, is, it, it, it has a reputation for being a scourge of just the pirate folks. But uh, anyone, scurvy can rear its ugly head no matter who you are. Really? Yeah. Big problem in other community, communities besides pirates? Uh, well, I guess in the, in the Navy, you have to have limes on the boat to uh-huh. make sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you but feel... the sea has to be involved if you have scurvy. I think so. Uh-huh. I don't know. That's a very good question. Right. Maybe uh, today I, I'm going to. We're of course going to talk about this the whole episode. So I hope our guest today knows about the sea. This is the theme of yeah, today's it's, show. It's been dictated. We can't go back on a theme. <laughs> but I do. I do want to be on a boat. I just maybe I'm jealous. But I will, no matter what size, be it cruise ship or rowboat, I found that I get seasick. 
and I wish I wasn't that way. I've tried to look off at the horizon. I've tried to do everything you're supposed to do. Do you take Dramamine? I put a patch. Yeah, those work, right? Yeah, they do. But sometimes you forget about your seasickness patch. So that's a different problem. Yes. <laughs> Which fanny pack did I grab? Neon orange? <laughs> Does it, yes. Or the one with the pirate on the front? Oh, yes. Damn it. Did you know that it is illegal to fly a, a, a skull and crossbones flag, a Jolly Roger? At all? It, you, they it don't take it lightly at sea. Is that true? Modern day, you cannot have a pirate flag. I suppose on a lake somewhere in the middle of the, the country, they would, but at, in the ocean, they, they, the Coast Guard will say, take that down. Where are you getting this information? It's just something I've heard. <laughs> it's something I've heard from someone that maybe, uh, you know, they were just uh, in a park or something. Mm -hmm. Someone that really has no credentials someone whatsoever. Someone that's just standing in a park screaming, the Jolly Roger is illegal. Yeah, and even when they're in a trembling bush screaming, I can tell, I can look in someone's eyes and at least see that they believe it. And yeah. if they believe it, that goes a long way with me. That's all you need. In, in 2023, facts are feelings. Exactly. Yeah. We can make up. Science is a man-made idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. So, yeah. That is true. But I do, I do think, yeah, it's an old law. It's like it falls in line. Like, I, th I guess technically when you get out of jail in Montana, you can demand a horse. But oh. no one does it because they're going to go, uh, no. I know that it's still a law. We just haven't gotten around to changing that one. <laughs> you could demand that they provide you a horse to get somewhere? Yes. Do you have to give it back? I don't know if it's a, like a horse rental. They or... can't be giving away horses to people who just were in jail. This was when I was younger, but in my lifetime, I, I do remember. Some, they're like, oh, man, they got us on this one. They had to get a horse for a guy. <laughs> it's kind of like in a bar, I, if you go, they, some man will come in and hand his gun over to be put in the safe. It's like an old-timey law. You can bring a gun into a bar in Montana and they'll put it in a safe. It sounds to me like you think the theme of this show is that you just say a bunch of bullshit. I promise you, as it's been proven in the past, you'd be very surprised at how much of this is true. <laughs> You would, it would shock you. As has been proven. Then that's true, actually. You've said things that I thought were outright lies. Yes. Before that have Googled to be true. Yes. If I, if I say something and it's kind of high like this, that's when you know I'm just talking out of my ass. Oh, okay. When people lie, they get very high. That's true. How's your day? I'm doing pretty good. I'm good. Liar. I'm good. You're miserable. <laughs> I do. I do. I think that that could be take. I can't. I think that could be a bit. Yeah, write it down in your little notebook. And so I tell a couple lies, and then I get to the biggest lie, and then I just play play a high pitched dog whistle. The yes, list. the audience would love it. The audience wouldn't hear it, but the dogs would love it. <laughs> yeah, right outside, there'd be three dogs and a horse that would be like, "We love your comedy." We got we got that fourth joke that no one else heard. <laughs> There's it's one thing to not be gotten in stand-up comedy it's another to just not be heard at all right very difficult yeah yeah it's it's why uh there's not a lot of dolphins touring 
<laughs> Doing that circuit like they used to. Mm-mm. I do want to see dolphins. When the last? When's the last time you were on a boat? You know I'm a boat guy. When's the last Jesus time you're? Christ. I know we're going back to it, and there's uh, just a whole uh, pod of dolphins following along, trying to be friends. Like, hey, hey. Yeah, Chris, I don't go on boats. I don't. I don't get this. You're acting like that. I, this is my fault. You could easily be a boat person like me. And you'd never heard about it in eight years. In heard about what? Sorry. Oh. You oh. fucking dick. It's okay. I stared at the side of their face. Literally, there was the largest spout for me to merge into, and that guy sped up to let me not merge. Yeah, that is one of my least favorite. Like, it's this childhood me first thing. Like well, also, me first into a, into a once empty spot on the freeway. It makes no sense. Yeah, we see it a lot. We've seen we it do. a lot in the last few episodes. People rushing to get in front of you so they can wait. And then ultimately they forget about it and you casually pass them. It's like, where's your aggression now? Yeah. And they're like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. Because I never, this was a one-way experience for me. I just cut you off. I wasn't thinking about you. And then you flip them off and make full eye contact and rush to your audition and surprise, they are the casting director. (laughs) Every single time. Oh, it's happened. It's happened. (laughs) That. I did not raise my voice on because that was a true event. That was a true one where you flipped off a casting director. Yes. Did they see you? Yes. Oh. Did they recognize me upon entry to the... Yes. 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 Did Did they laugh in your face and say, never darken my door again? No, there was just an unspoken, like, well, I guess we'll go through with this. Oof. Uh, but you did not get the part, and I understandably not. I uh, that's exactly what I would have done. Now, what if there was that moment, mm-hmm. and then you auditioned, and you were the best they've ever seen? Do you think they would have given it to you, despite? Well, there is this. It gets interesting because a lot of the people that are <laughs> I in, hope so. It, oh, you're about and at the end of this whole thing. Real funny joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. So, <clears throat> brace yourself. Put on a second seatbelt <laughs> for this <laughs> zinger. Uh, they, a lot of these casting people are actors themselves. And I, one time, this guy was being, he made uh, an actor in front of me cry. Oof. And I was like, you know that you really just hurt her feelings, right? And he acted like he didn't care. And he's been a jerk before. This is commercial where you go in and be like, that's my favorite cracker and drive all the way. Right. You know, it's usually some cracker commercial. And uh, I called him out on being not nice and and said, that's there's that there's that anger I've always seen in you. I've actually said he's an angry person. I did get the part. And when I went... <gasps> Uh, to the shoot, which happened to be in Spain. I'm not bragging. I've been to Spain. Okay. Uh, he had, was also cast in one of the commercials we were <laughs> shooting. So at the end, he was just an actor that operates the camera, watches people blow it all day, learns that what they should be doing and what he's seen people do wrong all day. Yeah. At the end of the day, aims the camera at him, books it, and then he showed up, and I'm like, oh, the jerk. The casting jerk is here, and he's also an actor. And no one, everyone knew he was a jerk, and we were all having fun. Me and all these 
uh, French-Canadian actors, and he was sitting by himself because he wasn't very nice. Yeah. Oh, I promised a joke, a payoff <laughs> at the end, didn't I? Oh, nuts. I mean, at least we all learned a lesson. Yeah. About uh, French Canadians. Yeah. Uh, They're fun. Tr uh, treat people the way you want to be treated. It's a classic. I mean, true, except here in Hollywood. I don't know. Right. I feel like you're gonna you're slamming your head against a cement wall with those expectations. Why, why are you talking so bad about our city, our community today? It seems no, no, like the people real... that live in it. Oh, the humans, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's no. Pe I don't. It depends on when. It, at like three in the morning, if you just go out and everyone's in bed, this is a beautiful, friendly city. <laughs> <laughs> With just a little bit of trash on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit. I always call it in. Guys, listener, mm -hmm. we're on the 101 South Freeway right now. Very famous here in Los Angeles. Very uh, oft used, oft crowded freeway so we're going six miles an hour yes trying to get where we're to pick up our guest it's it's classic la chris is telling you la stories of the experience of being an actor here i'm telling you what it's like to be a driver here you might as well live here because this is the experience yeah that's all you would be doing here driving to auditions telling you, audition stories yes with zero payoff but you still have time to give it, throw a button on that thing. I find it amazing on navigation where they will say, turn right up at historic route 66. Maybe technically at one point, parts of this freeway, freeway and parts of like surface streets were part of route 66. But those old wooden signs that used to say route 66 are no longer up. Yeah. So why refer to it? Right, because it's more confusing than helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no... I would love it if there's a rickety old, timey, Wild West Route 66 sign. But then it puts that song in your head. Right. Get your kicks. Right. No, thanks. And now it's in everyone's head. I'm sorry. Um, the odds of me merging. Oh, uh, we're... I'll just do... Uh, you know what I'll do is do the little wavy eye contact while it... That was a waste of it, but it does work. This guy in the black Mercedes classic, he has to merge at the front of the line. Yeah. You what a douchebag. I think that he was probably a normal guy before he had before that when he had his Honda. He would just wait. He yep. would, it, there's he would wave people over. There's something about having that luxurious power that changes your personality. It's true. I it has to be. It happened to me when I was uh I got a BMW and I could feel my personality changing. That's amazing. That guy just took a right from the left lane, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. That was a classic. I mean, it is. They usually have an illustration on the back of trucks that say, do not be here because I do tend to make these wide turns and you know, pitch I, you off. I never really understood what that meant and now yeah, I get it. I guess they can do that. It's just a sun-spoken thing. Again, if you're a boat person with a, a Mercedes or a BMW, you might be a, a sweet humanitarian. We're generalizing. Prove, prove it. Let's see the fucking receipts. You get the yes. We want to know how many humanitarian purchases you've made. Yeah. They better be donation receipts from yeah. Goodwill. They better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
But now we're on a surface street. Yeah, we're off the freeway, thank God. Yeah, and, and it's easy breezy. It's one of my favorite parts of town. I just love, we're in uh, Silver Lake right now. It's pretty nice. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, look at those awnings, it's beautiful. Also, everybody, because the property value is going up, like skyrocketing over here, everybody's painting their apartment buildings. They're redoing, they're redoing it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to find another word for redoing. And I can't. Furbish. Furbish. Refurbishing. They're furbishing and refurbishing. Yeah. They're they're taking what isn't great, making it look good, polishing turds, if you will. And uh, I guess I will. I'm sorry. But uh, I would, I've been thinking about getting uh, a pressure washer just to just clean the front of my apartment. It's not on me to do that, but if I don't do it, no one will. That seems to be the approach you take to your apartment. Yeah. You're, you're kind of like the landlord there, but you, yes. you just don't make the money. You're very right. I don't want to bother them because then they'll pay attention to me. And find out that you've made the inside of your apartment into a campsite? Yeah, riddled with a litter of kittens. <laughs> Uh, nothing but rule break. Open flame. I don't, I'm off the grid in there. A lot of candles. Where'd this insulation come from? They'll ask you. I don't know. You'll say. I think it's always been there. No, it hasn't. But because I've never called attention to myself, I, I, I've never uh, once raised my rent. I mean. Oh, good. Yeah. It's stayed the same for four years. Ah, uh, the fit. So many memories. Love a Honda fit. But uh, this is, this part of Silver Lake, we're on the side here on this street. What is this street? Do you know it? I think we're on Silver Lake Boulevard. Yes, not classically. Mistaken. I think you are correct. Okay. But I love a community on a hill. This is just stacked up on the right here. It looks like uh, Legos in, in, in foliage. Oh, yeah. Yes, just like blocks on each other. It's beautiful. Beautiful hillside homes. That... I suppose in a rainstorm would make you nervous, but when it's nice and dry out, God, I love a good stacked community. <laughs> Just Have like... you ever been to Rio? No, De Janeiro? <laughs> yeah, wee oui, wee, oui. CC. Yes, the famously, I believe, the, the Jesus statues in those hills. I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. What else is in uh, Brazil? I, yeah. Stacked houses. No, I mean city-wise. Oh, um, they have Carnival. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thurston Howell the third agrees. <laughs> yes, lovey. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> I forgot how he talks. Yeah. Well, actually, that's, who is that? That is. Another character. He actually talks like this. Oh, lovey. He didn't he yes, talk like this? he did, yeah. Thurston Howell? Thurston Howell the third. But then there's another, like, cartoon character that talks like... Mr. Magoo! Oh, those dogs are having he fun. He was also Mr. Magoo. I oh, love... was he? Yeah, oh, yeah, same actor. I'm supposed to be turning on to the street we passed already. Oh, right. Yeah, damn. Let's see what happens if I turn up here. Hi, guys. Ooh, Hi. big hill. Yeah. Fun. We can do this. Oh, I have to just go around in a circle and come back down. Yeah, there'll be yeah. a there'll be a turnabout. Ah, yeah. see, this is warning us of a right there. <laughs> Jenga piece. Oh yeah, that's helpful. It's just that's better. A, yeah. Perfect. But also to take a left yeah. turn at the top of this hill is it insanity. Is, right. 
and then if someone's coming, I Ooh. always think someone's is just going to be a jump from a '60s movie suddenly happening. Steve McQueen come over yeah. that hill, right? Yeah. Like when you try to take a just in your face, it's some lost scene from Bullet, a <laughs> m- m- movie that both our dads made us watch. <laughs> <laughs> Bullet, a classic, a holiday classic. Yeah, maybe it's time I watch it. Oh, I always have wanted kind of to to have my house be fumigated. And you go on vacation and your house looks like a bounce house. <laughs> but you'd be gone. Yeah, but you can drive by and be like, ah, oh, I'm fun. Look at me. You're on vacation, but you're more like it's staycation in the city? I, they love it. If they're fumigating your house, ex- the exterminators love it if you show up every day to see what's going on. <laughs> to check. Hey, guys. Keep pulling up the little bottom piece of material. Uh, please don't here? go uh, Nothing but poison, it's sir. It's all poison, please. sir. Well, I just want to see what you boys are doing. <laughs> oh, but you're covered in chemical burns. Yes, I have been visiting. I've been going inside. I made a sandwich. I hope that's okay. Where the fuck? Are we supposed... Oh, oh I, I passed it, like, way back there. No, Jesus. It, it's going to work out, though. Okay. Yeah. I oh. just sailed on by it, enjoying Silver Lake. Well, you know, ooh, and ooh. I'm not doing my job. You are operating a motor vehicle, and I should be helping navigate. I mean... As if I were a man of the sea. <laughs> you, you're so caught up in your ocean stories... That you can't help, and we're, I understand. We're going to take a left in about a knot and a half Thanks here. so much. Yeah. Starboard? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I love this dog park. It is the funnest place to watch. It's just weird when you go there and you don't have a dog. Yeah. But I have done that. And I watch them create their little clicks in like 10 minutes. You'll see a little community form. Someone wrongs the other. Yeah. They have a meeting about it. They get kicked out and they have to go to the other. There's like a secondary dog park here for the ones that aren't good with other dogs. <laughs> yep. I think that this is like the, yeah, these are for the biters. I think it's bigs and littles, isn't it? And we're going to take a right here. Are you sure? Yep. That's what I missed. That's what I missed last time. Yeah. Thing I had me at the helm. I'm gonna take another <laughs> right here. And uh, oh, nuts! Do we have to start wearing masks again? I got some. She's just being careful. I think she's being. Hi careful. there. We're talking about you, ma'am. Ma'am. I uh, I need to. Yeah, we need to start appreciating the public parks at the last minute here, because pretty soon going to be uh, five degrees cooler. <laughs> God forbid. There's a place to skate that I haven't been to. I'm going to come back. Okay, what the fuck? And now, yes, this is a little weird, isn't it? I think to the right. Over here? here? Yeah, I think. Sorry. And uh, I want to get a hot dog. A little hot dog man. <laughs> nah, it's I'll have a piece again. of mango instead. I've never done that. Gotten mango from the mango cart. Have you? Uh, So apparently he... He lives back there at the at the public park? No, I think we're gonna it's coming up. Oh, I thought that green thing was the oh, right. where we're going. No, that's just there for the mango man. <laughs> oh, it's the black dot drop, pin drop, whatever. Yeah. It's just oh that's that's like the 
the abandoned car on your street that claims to be a, a, a sports agent. Oh, oh yeah. I think we're going to... Up there? I believe so, yes. Guys, I truly couldn't do this without you. <laughs> yeah, well, this is where you get into these weird serpent... It might be this house right here. Could it be? I think it might. See, that was faster than I thought it would be. Hopefully it's not swimming in the lake. I do have some questions about that lake, and I hope that uh, he appreciates them. Have you ever seen in that lake where, I think we're right, maybe it's one more, yeah, where the whole lake is covered with those black balls? Yes. Do you know what that is? That is for solar energy, I think. So they're they're trying to keep the water from evaporating and use it for solar energy. Okay. Oh. There he is. I like that sweater. Hi, everybody. Hi. 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 Um, hi. Can I ask a question? Sure. So you think you said what time do you think we'll be done? Whenever you need to be done. I think if it's better, if, if you feel like it's better to go longer, I can be dropped off at two up in Burbank. If you think it's, it'll be like one one fifteen, I can just come back here, get my car, and then go to the thing. Um, we usually record for an hour, so I think one one fifteen's perfect. perfect. Then we'll just like go for an hour and then come back here. Yeah. All right. Cool. If that's I'm okay. Put my backpack in my car. Okay. Okay. Sorry. One second. Quite all right. I thought they were balls of charcoal and they were filtering the water. Okay, do not talk about this when he's in here. Oh, I won't. I'm getting it out of my head. Okay, mum's, mum, mum's the word. No more lake talk. <laughs> Don't ask about doing? the lake. Ladies and gentlemen, you? you've seen him at clubs and colleges across the country. <laughs> Put your ears together for <laughs> Timothy Simons, everyone. Hello, hi. Is that working? Yes. I, I should not speak for the uh, sound. But it, I just know, I have faith in it, and so I just say yes, it is working. Are you recording right now? We are indeed, yeah, we get right... This is great. Or did they get that whole part about where I was like, where I... Oh, great. Oh, yeah. About <laughs> putting my backpack in the car? That's what the people love. Yes. Details. I'm sure. You... I was, I actually ran into somebody the other day who was like a fan, you know? Huh. And they were like, hey, what's up, like, where do you push your backpack? And I was like, look, man, I, like, that's not, I don't give that away for free. You know what I mean? Podcasts only. Podcasts only. <laughs> um, so I thought, uh, I really latched onto this idea of running an errand. Uh-huh. So I thought we would just go to the Costco real quick. We can do that. Also, can you tell me how to get out of here? Oh, uh, go to the right. Okay. Um, Andy McDowell just sold that house up the street. She was living there for a minute. Oh. That's cute. She's really chatty. <laughs> yes, I grew up in Missoula, Montana, and she lived in Missoula, Montana for year for my entire adolescence. And she was always at like city council meetings, and uh -huh. she would. My dad was like the tax property tax guy. She'd go in and said he said she was very chatty and sweet. I she's yeah, I, I uh, well I guess I cannot say firsthand. It's like mostly like my wife. Has like seen her around and they've talked, but everybody says very nice things. Yeah, that one on Los Feliz. Where she put her backpack usually? <sighs> <laughs> I feel like I mean I don't I don't know her. Right. I get a strong yeah. doesn't own a backpack vibe. Right, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I feel like she carries one item when she leaves the house. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. And that's L'Oreal lipstick. <laughs> and that's. <laughs> 
Did you're from Montana? I am indeed. Yeah. How uh, how long have you? Uh, I'll just. I love Montana. Oh, you do. Well, not really. I th- I think <laughs> I was up there. My wife and I went there for our honeymoon. And I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I get why people move up here if they don't ever want to see another person. If they just right. want to, to own guns and be quiet. Yeah, yeah. and uh, when when you're a, a young person, uh, you just want to get out. Yes. And when I visit now, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? This is better than the ocean. That I, yeah. The, the tree. And I imagine, because you're from Maine, right? I grew up in Maine, yeah. I, I think we probably share a line of latitude. And so it's like a, a mountainy version of, of Maine, maybe. Or am I wrong there? Yeah. No, there are like sort of mountain, I think weather-wise and, and landscape-wise, it's kind of the same. We have like a sort of fair mountains and crags. It's kind of a craggy state. <laughs> sure, you sure. You know what I mean? Jagged. Jagged. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody in New Hampshire uh, was really big about like their, like the man in the mountain. You guys know the man in the mountain? No. It's like this rock formation that looked like a man's profile and it was like right on the ocean and it was like it's on the state quarter you know what i mean yeah um and then i knew a girl in college from new hampshire who uh cried when it fell into the ocean like it, it was so jagged it was so craggy it fell into the ocean <laughs> wow why did she cry? Did maybe the 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 face looked like one of her relatives or something? She I, took a... you know, I didn't actually ask follow up questions. Yeah. <laughs> and you sh- and that's exactly what you should have done. Is yeah. Don't support Thank that you. behavior. No, when at someone all. cries, I walk away. Get out. Get that's their business. I don't have time Entirely. for your drama. Please. Can I know you guys just made a joke about that? I think I might actually hold that as a serious opinion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, that's how I do all my jokes, is just what I actually think <laughs> yeah. that I'm pretending I don't think then, Oh, weird, people laughed at oh, that. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, no, that <laughs> yeah. was a joke. Yeah. I meant I, that to be a joke. Yeah, I guess I'll wink now. Uh, yeah, I, I no, I, I think nowadays, if someone starts crying, I'm there for it. Well, but with something person. like that, where it seems like an event that everybody would be receiving relatively the same way, but mm-hmm. someone's like, not me. This is the thing I take the most to heart or whatever. Uh-huh. That event kind of presentation, I'm like, oh, no, I didn't buy a ticket for this. I have to go. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yes. I guess. There, uh, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think there is a thing where it's just like, I don't want to make a broad generalization. But like, if you're gonna cry about the man in the mountain falling into the ocean, it's like there is an underlying thing here that we are not close enough for me to want to dive into. Right. Wait, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you go to theater school? I did. Yeah. This, I think this is a part of it. <laughs> I Be- think so. Because I did too. And there was uh-huh. a lot. I was surprised at how much uh, people working out their feelings publicly took place mm-hmm. when that's not how I was raised. And I was like, I thought we were supposed to pretend when it was the appropriate moment, not do it all right, the time. Right. Yeah. Now when people cry, uh, I just say, oh, you're good. Where did you train? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I'm actually having a bad day. It's like, that's great. Oh, oh, improv. Believable. <laughs> oh, wow. You're so in the moment. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing space work, the way you're writhing. Where did you grow up, and where, uh, Karen, and where did you go to theater school? I went. I grew up in Northern California in Petaluma, and okay. uh, which is just north of San Francisco. And I went to Sac State, Sacramento State. Oh, okay. Um, where 
Big Brad Tom Hanks went. Really? I didn't uh-huh. know this. Yeah. Was your teacher still dining out on that? A little <laughs> tiny bit. Yeah. He would the the freshman like theater one teacher would mention Tom every once in a while. Oh, that's so great! And would say Tom. Yeah, <laughs> oh. would say Tom. Another God, thing that's... I learned I don't like uh, very early on, uh-huh. where I was like, "What? Don't say that." That's so embarrassing. But um, but those all of those things were the things that I basically was like, well, this is all fun and like live performance, but I'm starting to realize I just like the comedy part. I don't I don't want to okay. do this. I don't want to walk through um, molasses. I don't want to act like a praying mantis. Uh-huh. None of that's for me. I thought I found it all very humiliating. Yeah, it is humiliating. Some of the warm-ups where it's like, okay, get into a ball and you're going to blossom, things like that. I mean, that's when you're young. That made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. There, I, looking back, I see the, I see the importance of of some of it in like the. I don't know. I had a theater teacher in college, who was like the first person that like kind of introduced the idea of just like sort of body work as exercise and that was it was just like oh like uh, uh, expanding on how we are able to communicate ideas without just words without just like naturalism and straightforward action yeah and i thought that that was interesting but i i don't know mate but she was like she was like an old school like old school hippie theater right. person and like you know she had had like six discs fused in her back and she was very short and so she had like this rigid posture and she was a reiki healer and somehow Ooh. after all of what i've just told you i still was like this lady's fucking awesome yeah <laughs> i uh the other theater teacher that i had his name was his name was tom uh so you, your friend might know him mm-hmm. your teacher might know him <laughs> tom he was a guy who had great taste in plays, but was so terrible at communicating them that we we all hated him. And we were all like, God, this <laughs> this guy's so fucking full of himself. And he kept talking about how the FBI had files on him. And, <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Theater school's a fucking trip, man. Nobody should be allowed. Nobody should be allowed. Oh. Is that an LAPD... A recruitment moment? Yeah, well, let's com- go. <laughs> what was the <laughs> LAPD recruitment <laughs> moment? <laughs> do we need to get in there? I, <laughs> it sounds like you do because you get free socks and everyone thinks you want socks that say police. But I did that with the army and they would not leave me alone. Don't fall for, for it. I'm like, these are the most expensive socks I've ever. No such thing as free socks. Yeah, that's something that it, uh, I, I would want to do now. Uh, be part of a theater community. I don't know when I was young why I thought I didn't want to feel uncomfortable or something. I don't know why I was scared. Also, I think I'd... if you went to a college theater party, you'd be like, I don't, like, honestly, please keep me under the boot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we deserve, there are times, Jesus Christ, like, I'm fully in support of the strikes. I'm very much a union person. But when I was out there and I saw people like in a karaoke thing, I was like, I don't know, maybe the studios are right. Like, I'm sure this is, (laughs) you know, I I, yeah. go to a theater party and you'll be like, I don't know, maybe empathy isn't a good thing. Right. (laughs) It's it's hard to be, well, because the whole, it feels like the theme is like, yeah, you got to be open-minded. You got to get in there and like get rid of the cobwebs of who you are or whatever. Uh And it's like, do I? 
Or do so, I just have to pretend I'm upset at this part of the script? <laughs> yeah. Right. There's a couple ways to approach this. Not totally convinced. But I have to say, the I think you're so right. The people who I love that are great actors are the kind of people who would probably just destroy in like a movement for theater class. Because it is about like, not just you're saying things because you're mad, but then like, what does anger look like when you're just standing there? Whatever kind of... Yeah kind of next level stuff that when I was 18, I was like, huh? Who cares? Like I, you know. Yeah, like who cares? This is about how I'm feeling. Yes. Right? And this is about me processing something or finding out. And like that is my own personal journey and this is more important than the product that the audience sees. Right. 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 I think the closest I've been to a situation like that is after I got my hip replaced, I, I, was forced to go to bar method class where I was Ooh. one, the only male and everyone was really good at it. And I've never done something where it's like you had to, as a group, pay attention to your breathing and everyone's looking at each other for confirmation. People uh -huh. are always like, you doing okay? <laughs> like with a difficult, they were all looking out for me. And I felt after that, I did feel like I wanted to be in a play. I'm not even kidding. Mm. Did, yeah. What, did the doctor say, oh, so you actually want to go up to the next light? Oh. Yeah, yes. this is like I've a, made that a, mistake. Then you end bad, up in some weird one? neighborhood. Yeah, that's wall. where the Korean church is, right? Yeah. This is where I skateboard on at 7 o'clock on Sundays. Just so I'm learning a lot knows. about you in the last <laughs> few minutes that I wouldn't have assumed in the first <laughs> 10 minutes. I go early morning to Costco, and this I, I make this turn once or twice a week and it's never to go get mustard. And you skateboard? Yes, yeah, I, I have. Post hip surgery. Post hip surgery, you started post hip surgery? No, I did it my whole life and maybe it's the reason I had to get my hip fixed, but now I do a low uh, impact version of skateboarding that is just uh, doing slappies on these curbs. Oh, hell yeah. And so you're not doing a lot of jumping around, it's okay. just you're finessing yourself onto the curb and. And doing little poses. It's a lot like figure skating. Okay. <laughs> did, uh, did your doctor specifically uh, uh, prescribe bar class? Right. Yeah. Sorry. I missed. I, the, a lot of the physical therapy that I was, that part, they, right after surgery, they're sending people to my bedside and like, okay, do these uh, clam, like, shell stretch it. I can't remember what the word clam was involved, <laughs> but just, uh, you know, opening your hips and, and doing these things and straight re-strengthening all these muscles. And, and then someone that wasn't a doctor said, you're doing bar method stuff. Like the ball, I had, was squeezing a ball in between my knees. That's a big part of bar method. And so I just went on my own and sure enough, it was like, everything but not in an environment where it's just someone standing there making me do it painfully it was a group of people doing it and so i kind of got into it and i i loved it do you still do it i don't just because a lot of them closed down during quarantine and i can't find a bar method place was there also a somewhat anti-feminine not uh, sorry, not anti-feminist, a somewhat feminist backlash against bar methods specifically? Oh, because of the weird, uh, there was like a weird guy that started it that did bad things? Oh, no, I feel like I just read that in that, oh, God, I'm going to butcher her name, no. Jai Jacinto? It's, ha, 
ringing a bell. There, but... what was the, what the fuck was it called? There was like a book that was like on Obama's like top ten books, and she, and I read it, and she had like a, a section on bar method and like it's. I'm butchering every part. Like the history. <laughs> I have no facts even right. remotely That's, correct. You are I think, perfectly on theme I for this podcast. There, what you're talking about is a thing, but I feel like it's not bar method. That. It's well, there's the hot yoga problem. Yeah. I think oh, that's yeah, the yeah, one yeah. you were talking about. He was about. just straight up. That guy was nuts. Putting arms in wherever he wanted. <laughs> yeah. Just like full arms. Crazy. Yeah. That is a hot yoga problem. The, okay. big, the big thing was, <laughs> I, at the time, I had a mustache that some people, you know, mustaches weren't, uh, every other person has one now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I looked a little creepy and I was the only man in there, so I would like try not. They're like, who's this weird guy? And they would actually make an announcement. Hey, everyone, the man in here is Chris. He got his hip fixed. This is part of his therapy. And I'd kind of wave at everyone because they knew I felt uncomfortable. And, and then, like, Jeff on the other side, they're like, this is Jeff. Uh, nothing wrong with his clips. Uh, his hips is clearly just in here to look at women's Total butts. Creep. He's a creep. But Total fucking creep, but we can't ask him to leave. We Shun did him. Not, yeah. We didn't reserve the right to refuse service to anyone, <laughs> and it's a problem. Our mistake. No, if there was another uh, male in there, it was usually the 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 partner of one of the teachers. And I would assume that. I'm like, are you married to the the instructor today? And they'd always go, yeah, how'd you know? Yeah, today. Because like, you're like me, but you've got healthy hips. This parking lot is absolutely... It's a little bit of a nightmare. Insane. Yeah. Why don't if you want to just drop me off out front, I can like run in and grab the thing and then, and oh, then okay. run right out. Okay. Was, um, here's my favorite curb, by the way. You can see it's all waxed up. It's perfect. Ooh, that's yeah. so great. That is that's where I spend uh, once a week. I'm so glad we chose this place. Well, it's interesting because <laughs> usually you get kicked out of a place. The staff here says hi. They ask how I've been. They they come and they'll like sweep the curb while we're skating oh. it. They fully support it? They fully support it. Guys, we're going to get a parking spot. Yeah. Sorry about everything we've said about Mercedes. (laughs) Did, um, before I go in, I'll just throw out this one thing that one of my first jobs in Los Angeles. uh, Do you mind if I park here instead of dropping you off? Oh, yeah. No, that's fine. Um, One of my first jobs in Los Angeles was I did some handyman work for Sheila Kelly's S-Factor, which is the pole dancing Oh, class. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, I believe Sheila Kelly, I don't know if they're still married. They were married at the time, married to Richard Schiff, the character actor, Richard oh, Schiff yeah. From, yeah. Uh, uh, from the West Wing. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I just thought that, that has nothing to do with the story. I just thought that was interesting. Um, <laughs> but I would go in, but they, because it was like a pole dancing class or a pole dancing gym. They had like they were they were very strict because people would wear what you would wear if you were dancing on sure. a pole. Right. And uh, it was not really, for, I'm sure there were some people there who were training to be professionals, but a lot of people, it was just like, oh, this is a fun way to get exercise and a fun way to build strength or whatever. So there were very specific times that I could go in and fix stuff there because they were like, we are like, there are no men allowed in here. Oh, wow. Without was... permission <laughs> okay. at any, at, like at any point. So right. I had to like run in and like fix the bathrooms uh, like fix the like the bathroom door in like an hour and fifteen minutes, and if it, I got in there and I was like, "This is going to take way more than an hour and fifteen minutes," they'd just be like, "Go home." <laughs> wow. Um, That's, so yeah, Shilly uh, Kelly's S Factor—they're protective. I have a 
I don't know if it was Sheila Kelly's, because I'm not sure how long that's been around, but I worked on long, long ago, Zach Alphanakis had a talk show on VH1 and we did field pieces for it. And one, somebody thought it would be funny if we had Gene Simmons go to a pole dancing class. And I'll never forget, it was so uncomfortable while we were there. Like from Kiss? Yeah. Yes. Why, I was thinking Richard Simmons, but he did have cat makeup on. It was Gene, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Yeah. Uh -huh. it, with no cat makeup on. <laughs> uh, it was when he was like, I think he had been on a VH1 show or something. So right. it was kind of like retro back in the, it uh -huh. was the year 2000. So yeah. I can't explain much, but <laughs> <laughs> the, there was no idea. And of course I became the field producer and there was no idea. So it was just like, can you imagine Jeet's little pole dancing class? And it was like, uh-huh, it'd be awful. And so he went there and just walked around as these women tried to do the exercises. And he was so disgusting that they kicked us out and they had pre-agreed to the idea. But he literally was walking around. At one point, he looked at this woman's ass and just goes, nice dumper. Oh, oh my and, God. And the teacher looked at me like I was oh, in charge of him and it was no. like, we have to cancel this. And I'm yeah. like, great idea. We'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> like oh. there was no defending. There was no nothing. Yeah. It was just like, wouldn't it be great to watch Gene Simmons be disgusting oh, to women? And, and the answer is no. It wouldn't be great or funny. Situation where suddenly you're the handler of the guy that yep. says nice dump. I'm with this guy. Oh, like, he's I, with me. Look, I'm not trying to both sides this. Uh oh. <laughs> Here we go. No, I have nice Was things it? to say about him too. I'm next. <laughs> I, I'm just talking like strict from your opinion. Like when you saw it, were you, and I'm not. I'm not doing anything except asking a question. I'm just asking. <laughs> oh questions. boy, here we go. <laughs> Confronting me. I mean, me. was it a nice dumper? <laughs> no. I almost, I almost <laughs> and that's why she was like, "He's not being honest. He's, <laughs> get out of here." Inauthentic improv, and I don't like it. <laughs> the um. I watching Gene Simmons do anything seems like it'd be a nightmare. One of my worst experiences ever, and I'm going to say this because nobody likes him, <laughs> is that I, w I went to the movies uh, the night that the movie Chronicle came out th that was written by Max Landis, famously wonderful person, Max Landis. And Chronicle, who was in that? Dane DeHaan, Michael B. Jordan. It was the one about like, you know, superheroes, like a superhero story, but like a little bit. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? I know Max Landis. Do you know him personally? I know Michael uh, B. Jordan. A little bit. Okay. Are you guys really good friends? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay, I, I'm going to continue. Went to a party it, and it. felt weird because everyone was famous and I, I put my feet in the pool and didn't make eye contact. This is great. <laughs> you made the good choice. <laughs> yes. I, he was really excited because his movie was coming out and Gene Simmons was at the Arclight walking through the, walking through the lobby and Max Landis ran and slid on his knees across the floor up to Gene Simmons oh. and like made a big show of saying hello to Gene Simmons and how excited he was to meet him. He did oh, that. And on both slide? sides of that, I, I hated. <laughs> it happened right in front of me. Oh, and I wow. didn't know either of these people at this point, but I was like, I don't like a moment of this. Oh, just I would, the whole thing. Yeah. In that None moment, I would turn and move back to Maine. Yeah. In that moment. <laughs> Honestly, I hadn't been here very long. And I was like, this is not a nice dumpa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll be right back. Does okay. anybody need anything while I'm in there? Could you get me a flat of small uh, <laughs> Frito-Lay chips? Just yeah. a, like, 
100 And bags. I just have a piece of paper here with my eyeglass prescription. <laughs> I know it's a second line. It's but... handwritten. No, <laughs> no doctors involved. No, we will be, we will plant, we will pause. I'll and... check on, uh, I'll check on like, um, uh, what do you like, progressive lenses for that you? Is, yeah. these, are, these are progs. Yeah. These are progs. They're progs. <laughs> He's back. Sweet. How did it go when I was in there? It was just really <laughs> tense. It was like, yeah. I think Annalise and I are fighting. I don't know why. Yeah, we got in a big argument about the music of Kiss. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? The quality of the musicianship. It is. I think it was Josh Fadum who used to, in his stand-up, make like fun of how they came out dressed like monsters and then the music would start and they're like, ooh, baby, baby, I like to have sex and parties are fun. Like, <laughs> all the, uh, yeah. I always used to think that Judas Priest was a fake band. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like a t from a TV show? Basically. <laughs> that they were like the, uh, like, well, oh, fuck, what's the name of the band in uh, the, the the mockumentary that's very famous? Oh, yeah, yeah, Spinal, Spinal Tap. Tap. Spinal sure. Tap. Like, yeah. I honestly thought they were a Spinal Tap. Like, that's the only reason your band would be called Judas Priest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, Have you guys ever just straight up been in a store and, be, and just been like, fuck it, I'm going to steal something? <laughs> I uh, Wait, we're, can you just tell us really quick what that errand was, if yeah. it's not too and, private? And, and oh, if yeah, you no, paid for so it. So, <laughs> I... I the 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 people that the 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 thing that people are gonna hate about what I'm about to say is that I play golf a lot. Uh, mm. Hey, uh -oh. so I'm sorry, but uh, that's I me too. Oh, you do? And I think we were both in a tournament together. We, what the was it? Comedy. Oh, gives the comedy back. gives back. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's coming up again, isn't it? Uh, I haven't heard. But I ended up golfing with the wrong group, and kind of they were upset with me. What did you do? <laughs> they put my bag on a cart, and I followed my bag. And then at the end, they're like, why'd you golf with these guys? And oh, I'm like, no. oh, my bag was on their cart. And <laughs> How'd you play, though? Well, uh, we did well. I think we got uh, the, what's, you got the gross score and the net score. We mm -hmm. got one of those. And you were you were one of those. Yeah, the the guys we we had like a ringer, you know, it's a group, uh -huh. and one of the guys clearly spent his whole life golfing. The other guy was Barry from Barry's Tickets, and then some guy from the Wynn <laughs> Casino. And there was a lot Wynn? of cigars. <laughs> Steve <from> Wynn. That's <laughs> incredible. It, it wasn't no, but it was. He knows him, and he was very sweet. Uh, but I think I saw you there just when we were all first. But I only know you from like UCB, occasional yeah. passing by, and I, 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 it's also a situation where I've watched you and things, and I maybe confuse that with a real life, personal <laughs> connection. Uh, where's where's mm -hmm. your backpack yeah. friendship? Yeah. So I didn't. Uh, but I, I did have a feeling I knew you from a golf thing. Okay, cool. Well, so I am not judging. The next you. time we're at a golf thing. Let's talk. Okay, cool. Because uh, uh, I also am embarrassed about how much I'm into golf. But it's also, let's best. not let Timothy sidestep what we're all going to attack him for right now, which <laughs> okay. is whatever he's going to say. Okay. So I, because I play a lot, and I, I like in the last couple years started playing in like, uh, like playing in like am amateur tournaments, like mm. just like kind of local amateur amateur tournaments where you play like you know 
plumbers from Yorba Linda yep. or whatever. Sweet. I don't know. Is Yorba Linda close to your? No, I, think I, so. I played with plumbing and heating guys also. Yeah, yeah it's like, it's like this is the vibe. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but there was uh, there was one time where I was like, I'm gonna be playing in this tournament up in Ojai, and it's gonna be like 105 degrees out, and I was like, I, I, it's like hard to play golf even on like a regular day. But what do I do if there's like the chance of heat stroke? So I asked, like, you know, I put it out to the general, like, what do I do to like stay hydrated while I'm playing? And I got a recommendation for these like liquid IV hydration multiplier. Oh things. yeah. And they can like be kind of expensive. They're kind of expensive if you, if you buy them at like CVS, but um, Costco has them for a much cheaper of price. Of course. But then you run the risk of not getting the flavor you like, which is what happened today. May like, I see them? Yeah. What flavor but did apparently, you get? But apparently, that's the oh sure, I've golden had... cherry and strawberry. And the yeah, they're just little packets. There's going to be like fifty of them in here. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And so the 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 recommendation came with this thing that was like when somebody was like, I have to send a lot of packages to family members who are serving like in the military in the Middle East, and all they want is liquid IV. Really? Like wow. this thing. And so I was like, all right, that's like an actual, right. that's like a real life, you know, I don't want to say that my playing golf in Ojai and them being like on <laughs> yeah. your fire in Afghanistan is the same thing, yeah. but I'm going to let your audience <laughs> yeah. connect those if they yeah. want. Yes. It For is sure. your service. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> I thank you. Uh, yes. We all thank you. Yeah. No, it's not to be, I just did a one in, in Montana at Big Sky the the way up very high altitude and it was very beautiful and you're like the tea boxes were like at the edge of a cliff and then the the fairway would just be something the size of a there's a curb Ooh. here and i'm well, worried that oh well. it worked it worked out it worked out i thought we were going to do a mid-car scrape i thought we were going to just rip that whole battery off from underneath <laughs> it, it i my back is riddled with sweat from that one moment Sorry. uh but i because of the altitude, and suddenly the ball would go a hundred yards further. Yeah. I'm like, am I stronger up here? But at the end, I had to and did throw up, and I didn't see it coming. And I think it was a minor, like, I just wasn't drinking enough water. Yeah. The altitude, it was a hundred degrees. And I, I got sick at the end. So it is good that you have those. That's, no, I, I honestly, I recommend them. Now I'm like a day-to-day -day guy. Now I'll have one a day. Wow. I, just... I mean, like, guys, I don't want to brag. <laughs> I didn't come here to brag and talk like big time anybody, but like I'll drink a hydration packet every day. You know the the actual uh, did that guy do? I He's just it, saying there's another line. Oh, but everybody's in one line. Yeah, everybody's in one line. Yeah, so you kind of be screwing yourself. But this person. Oh wait, is he trying to say that he wants to get out and through? Yeah, but so do we all. Yes. Yeah, that's we my all response. Want the yeah, same thing. I'm glad you stood your ground. I, I mean, think you did. He, everything's like, fine. You can wait around, three minutes. And Link skips ahead. We're gonna know. Yeah, there we go. Okay. I I know you that did the guy. Right thing. He's a roller skater. He's he's way into roller skating. <laughs> so, I do. I just know him. Sorry. When? How do you feel about driving during all this? Are you okay? Oh, I love it. Okay. It's really well. I guess it's like we've done this for a while, and we used to actually go to the airport a lot. And wow. so, yeah, we really tried to stay on like picking up comics as they were coming home from doing sets out of town or dropping them off on their way to. 
And but this was before Lyft and Uber was yeah. 90% of the traffic. We were kind of the first Lyft and Uber, I think. Yes. Just one man. We but, invented um, Lyft and Uber. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes we would like we would switch, but there was too much pressure for Chris. Yeah, okay. what what um I You folded. Uh, Karen is a it was a multitasker and I think I have uh ADHD or something. I cannot talk and finish sentences while steering a vehicle. <laughs> Those two things, I will I will have, uh, and I'm okay with that about myself. Karen, it, it does not affect her driving. She's still firing on all cylinders. Do you got, Have you guys ever almost gotten in an accident or anything? That's a good question, and uh, we've now cursed the, the car. No. Oh, <laughs> we, I, yes, we once almost killed Eddie Pepitone, but it was, he didn't, he didn't know. He, and he didn't mind. He didn't know. He was in the middle of a sentence. He didn't see the, uh, very close to being T-boned. I, I don't know Eddie Pepitone. I've seen him a couple times. I think he's very funny. I can also could see, and please tell me if I'm wrong. I could also see Eddie Pepitone being the kind of person that when he's in the middle of a sentence truly would not notice <laughs> yes. anything that's happening outside yes. of that sentence. Yes. Like, I think like me, he's not a multitasker. Yeah. <laughs> he is he is in that sentence and no accident could make him finish it. Yeah. We also almost got attacked by a guy on a bike who I think I can't remember what the problem was. I it was back when I was I think I was maybe drunk that episode. <laughs> I, uh, I, and I yelled some. Yeah, we get it. You're on a bike. And then he, he like, circled back around. Yeah, yeah. And then he circled back around and took his bike lock and went to hit the car with it. Did well, he actually? He do tried it? to hit your mirror, but then he shot out into traffic. And I'm like, oh no! Now we're gonna watch this guy die out yeah. of the passion of hatred for us. He, did, I, he didn't die. He didn't can I die. tell you a, a a guy that used to be my downstairs neighbor? My downstairs neighbor in Chicago was a bike messenger, like young young guy, mm. really into biking. He helped me build like a Chicago like sort of like scrappy fixed gear bike. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like back when you were the age that you did that sort of thing. Oh, mm -hmm. fixed gears. Are you yeah. guys? Did you guys ever spend any time there in, in Ch Chicago? Yeah, I lived there for a year. Or oh, you did? Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like a pretty bike accessible city. Yeah. Like bikes and public transport are pretty regular there and so do you yep. want any coffee no i'm good i have one can i get um a triple tall one pump hot mocha do you want a coffee uh yeah i'll do a cold brew hey, can we also get a, a grande cold brew with uh oat milk okay thank you so i want to ask you questions about being sober but I, I'll just say to my downstairs neighbor, building fixed gear bikes, he had a lot of good bike messenger stories. And apparently there was this, the, I, I guess this is a pretty common thing. If you're going to be a person who spends a lot of time in the cold, but there was like this real old school, like 50 year old guy who was still bike messenger. Oh, wow. And he would do it. They would do it in all weather at all times. Um, and this guy's deal was he would only wear shorts no matter what the weather was but if it was like snowing and freezing cold he had this big thing of like vaseline like like petroleum jelly like a giant jar of it at like the the hub um 
to give like context for your audience. Okay, you remember remember like the clown hub in the movie Joker <laughs> with Joaquin Phoenix? It was like that, but for bike messengers. Yes. Um, I see them in New York still. The delivery, like it's more. Yeah. Yeah. There's I don't a hang. think it's. I think now that you can like e-sign stuff, it's a little less common. Yeah. But there are still some things that like need to have a wet signature, like in fifteen minutes, forty-five blocks away. Right. Right. So <laughs> he would, he would like. Take the petroleum jelly, put it all, coat his legs with it, dr- like ride bikes for the entire day. And, and shave then, its legs, right? Well, no, at the end of the day, he would peel it off and put it back in the tub. Oh, oh my no. lord. Yeah. But like, that's how you like keep your, uh, that's how you keep your, your limbs warm. Sorry, can we go back to he would take the Vaseline back off his legs and yes. put it back in the jar? Yeah, because then if it was cold the next day, he would use it the next oh, day. Oh, see, that's... And I don't think... I mean, like, I think if you're a bike messenger, budgets are... You just you don't have like an unlimited petroleum jelly budget. I mean, I can't seven dollars. Ima- I can't imagine a less expensive. Yeah, because there's mud and <laughs> and street debris mixed in there, and he would just slather it back on. Yeah, I like mean, sweat and hair. Gross. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I mean it's it's gross. <laughs> yeah. Don't, I don't get think me we wrong. gave it its gross moment that it really needed because I was ordering. Well, I thought, yeah, I started to think that that was a normal thing for, because a lot of the guys that rode bikes a lot growing up, they would shave their legs and put, and, and I thought put Vaseline on, but maybe I'm thinking of swimmers. I don't remember. Swimmers <laughs> shave their legs and arms, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. The Vaseline part, that seems like a performance enhancing. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, well, in beauty pageants, they put Vaseline on their teeth, so oh, they, yeah. their lips don't stick to, your, to their teeth. Whether it's swimming or biking or beauty, it, Vaseline is like, you might as well be juicing. <laughs> and I'm not talking about juice. Same dip. I'm talking about... Wait a second. I just had a Gene Simmons memory. Uh-huh. What, and was was this you and I at the Burbank airport when we were standing there talking, and I could swear it was you, on our way to Bumbershoot, and... We're about to get on a Southwest flight, whatever. I was standing there with somebody, I could have sworn it was you. And Gene Simmons was walking directly toward us. And I was like, oh my God, it's Gene Simmons. And I was doing that, trying to, and I think I can be very subtle if I'm trying to make people not feel like I'm talking about them. So I wasn't turning my head and I was kind of just being like, that's Gene Simmons, that's Gene Simmons. And Whoever I was with was like, yep, I see him. I'm, I'm with you. And then Gene Simmons suddenly made a beeline directly toward the two of us and was like, what are you two up to? I want to see what's going on over here. And it was so unnerving and insane where it was like he picked up on the fact that he knew we clocked him and wanted to like right. get in on the, hey, you guys are excited I'm here. It was Insane. I don't think I was there, but I'm just remembering the time that happened to Michelle Balloon and I at the improv, and he came up to Same us difference. and said, With Gene Simmons? Yes, but <laughs> that's what we talked about a little while you were uh, uh, getting me glasses. Uh, <laughs> they is, look great, by the way. They, oh, yeah. I love them. I love this new. Uh, <laughs> the cat eyes are yeah, perfect for I you. I thought it was normal to be blurry up in this fourth quadrant. Uh, and he went straight up to Michelle and said, I don't know what you do, but I'm sure you do it well. And then he looked at me and he said, and you are a strong and handsome, powerful and handsome man. And then 
later he had a book come out that said it's, it's like called a, a powerful and handsome man it was like he was trying out the title of his book yeah and he got it i was like thank you <laughs> but he as creepy as he is he had he has kids that liked going to the improv and watching stand-up and his tall son was really sweet and shy and i'm like well he fathered these kids yeah so that was like the so, one. so you're your gauge of whether someone is a good parent or not is if they end up wanting to watch stand-up. Uh, His stand-up specifically. I yeah, think. Oh, okay. That, that probably, it yeah. goes, I'm not saying it dictates whether you're a good person or not, but it makes me, I'll defend you <laughs> in a court of law. No, his, uh, it was more that his children were like, shy and nice. Oh, okay. And giggly and like, excited to hang out with a bunch of comics when... Their dad is a big rock star. Yeah. They were bored with that. And I like that. Um, did you ever see that Jeff Tweedy documentary? I think it was called I'm Trying to Break Your Heart. Oh. I the, did not. There's a moment there in, in there where like Jeff Tweedy is dropping off his teenage son at school. Oh. And he's doing like such quintessential dad stuff. He like kind of doesn't know where his stuff is in the car. And like he's like turning over his right shoulder to look into the back seat to say goodbye to his son. But his son is like kind of already out the car. So he has to like then quickly adjust to be over his left shoulder. <laughs> like, you know, opens the door a little bit because he like can't figure out how to get the window down. It's like a very dad moment. And the kid is just kind of like, yeah, all right, dad. What are, yeah, I'll see you tonight. Like my and dad it's is fucking such Jeff a dork. Tweedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like we're all like, if you have kids, you're just fucking doomed. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter what you do. And you, you have kids, right? I do. Yeah. They just started middle school, and oh. I want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> oh, why? What do they suddenly care about? Their eyes open in the morning, <laughs> and they fucking hate us. <laughs> oh wow! And then their eyes shut at night. And it's done. <laughs> so, so there's relatively good times as they sleep. Yeah, <laughs> but then you're just like, but then you're just like going through like the the like the slideshow of all the times you fucked up as a parent Aww. that day by like you know all the promises you made yourself before they woke up to be like, <laughs> all right, this is how I'm gonna handle it so much better today. And it's the roller coaster of it. It's like they will be in one moment. Like one of them looked me in the face and said, Papa, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Strong F and K. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and then five minutes later, it's it's this these wild swings between being a teenager and being an elementary schooler. Yeah. Oh, like it's wow. still like a sweet little elementary schooler who wants a piggyback ride and wants to be silly and like we have a thing where if you, if I hold your hands and you're facing forward and your feet are on my feet, it's called the robot. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, Papa, I want a robot. So every once in a while, it's a robot, but then five minutes later, it's... Smoking a pack of six. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So anyway, it's... A, such it's, an awful time. It's an awful time. I wouldn't go back there for $10 million, truly. Like, it was the, it was so confusing and bizarre and, like... All the rules change. Mm -hmm. Everybody around you changes. Like you, you kind of don't know what's going on at school anymore. The yeah. rules are like, everything just gets real gray area. It's so fucking irritating. And then actually when I lived in Chicago, I went to this thing with my friend that was really cool. What are you doing? Oh, you're just going to 7-Eleven. Um, 
which was people, it was this kind of event thing where people could come and give a five minute or three minute presentation on any topic that interested them. Mm -hmm. And so while we were there, there was a guy gave a talk on how to photograph lightning and a girl gave a talk on um, working for Habitat for Humanity. At the very end, the last lady was a junior high teacher and she gave a talk in defense of 13 year olds. And I, it, it, I was sobbing by the oh. end because she's like, here's the thing. Everyone hates 13 year olds. <laughs> she's oh. like, she's like, it is there. It's the one time in your life where you're completely a child and starting to become an adult. They have more hormones in their body than any human does at any time. And she just starts kind of like explaining physiologically yeah. how awful it is for them. And then like sociologically how awful it is. And like, all those different things and she's like and so i try to be the teacher that sees them and i was just like i needed you so badly when i was you know oh, in eighth grade or whatever <laughs> sure because it's really true it's like when they're sulky and they're snide and they're kind of like only about their friends you don't it's very difficult to be on their side you're just kind of yeah. like yeah i get it but you know actually they still are kids and you're getting to hit with two at once. Two at once. That's double. Double. Trouble. Double trouble. So much pain. Classic <laughs> use of the common phrase. <laughs> I did actually hear something uh, like close to that in that <laughs> I think they were, they were joking, but kind of not. They had that same attitude behind it, but they were like, being a teenager should be a legal defense for murder. Yeah. Like, if you kill someone, you should be able to go up there and be like, Your Honor, I was a teenager. Yeah. Like, that, your brain is at war yeah. with your body. Yeah. Here's the lobe that uh, has compassion. I have not quite developed this. I'm just yeah. imagining in a court of law defending. And I charts. feel like completely connected to every other person my age around me. Like, I need to do what they're doing. If I can't do what they're doing, it's the world is ending. Like, yeah. those kinds of things of like, oh, you're not invited. That's the end chapter. Oh. That's the last chapter of your book. Like, oh, just just a nightmare. Always. I try, I'm trying so hard to, it's just, it, it's, it, I mean, like, you just, it's hard. Like, when somebody just decides, like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to, like, punch you in the face a bunch of times today and they're not literally punching me in the face just emotionally just emotionally punching me in the face it is it's just hard to keep that that sort of uh, like 30,000 foot view of it yeah and at some points it's just like I don't know what to tell you you just gotta brush your teeth <laughs> yeah you just gotta do it I've been saying it every day for eight years <laughs> you just gotta do it and now you're probably at home more, like you're dealing with it all the time, right? Uh, yeah, currently. Yeah. Because yeah. of, oh, hey, I mean, we might be doing this. I mean, I've, we've, I mean, I, I, I don't want this to be released four weeks from now and be proved wrong, but I hearing possibly that maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe today. Maybe. Maybe oh, today, wow. really? Maybe today is a day. Ooh, oh, wow. I didn't yeah. hear today. That's exciting. Well, I think I, oh, I'm drawing a lot. I'm reading a lot into the email that went out last night. Okay. Which was like, you I, know. I didn't read it. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was like the one from two nights ago was two sentences long. It's like negotiations update. We negotiated today and we will be negotiating tomorrow. That's good. <laughs> I mean, it's great. Yeah. That's great news. Yeah. Last night, 
it was at like 11 p.m. And I just feel like the later they go into the evening, the better. Yeah. And then also it was like we negotiated today and we will continue to negotiate tomorrow. But we encourage everyone to go out to the picket lines tomorrow. Oh, shit. And so I read a little bit of that into like get out there because at some point there's going to be an announcement. We all, we want a lot of people out on the streets. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what I took from it. Okay. So, but I mean, honestly, we've all had the rug pulled out from under us before and I don't, I'm also prepping myself to not, you know. Yeah. They're, they're negotiating with true sociopaths, yep. if not straight up psychopaths. Yes. Which the, might be the same thing. I'm not sure, but. Yeah. I it's, think it's a blurry line. It's a, but it's. <laughs> But at the same time, somebody somebody was talking about that they heard they're not going to let it go into the holidays because that that the studios are already such villains in this whole situation, and then to have it be like, oh, they really are trying to starve people out yeah. through Christmas is yeah. the worst look of all time. Yeah, and they, I am so very happy that in every moment where they have tried to pull these, they've tried to pull old school tactics everybody has just immediately gone right past them yeah just right past them yes and honestly it seems like even the american population entirely like especially compared to because i was a writer in 2008 nobody gave a single shit like yeah it was an elite problem for elite people yep. that it's like solve it so that everybody else's job isn't impacted and it was not the same and watching how well, it's because of social media, but watching how much support, watching young people give a shit about labor politics yeah. is beautiful. It's so great. It is. And I, one thing that I keep telling to people or that like who ask me about it, who maybe aren't in the business is like, there is no, they might be able to put up a counter argument to what the union is asking for. But what they don't have is an argument for their side of why it would be better for anyone except themselves. Yeah. Especially when we look back and we see like, try being a um, try being a musician that isn't Taylor Swift. Yeah. How is that going on the entry right. level? Yeah. Try being a fucking journalist. Try being a taxi driver. Try being a, I mean like, I try being a fucking like I don't know NFTs all just went. Cryptocurrency, right, right. like All they gone. have come in, tech companies have come in and truly fucked up every single good American industry. Yeah, and I'm not saying that banks are good, but uh, <laughs> but and th like they have no argument for that. It's like, oh well, if we do it our way, it's gonna be better for everyone because they've seen over and over and over again that it isn't. And so I think that even the people who are like, that's an elite problem, they're like, oh wait, that's my problem too. Yes, and right. the and that like, oh, the reason I believe that this is an elite problem is because these reporters are like, the you know, when they, now that they're interviewing, because all the um, auto workers are on strike, right. that Sean Finn, I think his name is, that's the president of the auto workers uh -huh. union, and he keeps going, it's so weird that, that you keep asking me how bad it is for the economy that we are on strike. Why don't you think it's bad for the economy? These billionaires keep taking everything for themselves. Yeah. He's like, that's what's bad for the economy. Their system doesn't work. And it's like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. it's such good messaging. It's clear. It's like, we're all in this together. It's, yeah. And the, the auto industry like, version, it's easily applied to what we're talking about. Yeah. It's yeah. like the same problem. It's the yeah. same. And there is that thing, like I was listening to, um, 
I don't want to do a free ad for another podcast while I'm on <laughs> But I was listening to The Watch and Greenwald sort of put it very concisely like the the guy that the guy from the UAW was like, yeah, like we've they've offered us a really incredible raise. Like they offered us a 20% raise. And yeah, that's really that's amazing. But the CEO got a 40% raise. Yeah. So what what are we actually talking about? Yeah. Like, why is it that you get to do that, but we don't, like, we're the ones that do everything? Yeah. Know. Wow. Um, so, true. hopefully, while we're driving around in um, this car. We'll figure it out. <laughs> and you know what? You know who's really doesn't want it to happen? The way you just said this car really hurt my feelings. <laughs> yes. I, well, I didn't know if I wanted to, like, go down that whole road. <laughs> because, I mean, very well, this could have been bought years before. Yeah. It was. Then there you go. Like, yes, I, you it cannot, was. If yeah. you showed up and like the sticker was still on the window, I'd be yeah. like, oh, okay, <laughs> what are we doing? It's oh, funny. I'm a full-on white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know who's not going to be happy is Big Honk. <laughs> Big Honk wants this fucking strike to go on forever. Yeah. For real. <laughs> oh, the specific horn industry. <laughs> oh, the, even the clowns. Everyone's lining up. Every, you know the clown lobbyists <laughs> coming Ooh. in here like, guys, we got to keep this going. We've never done better. <laughs> but they all have the makeup on. Oh, I want to go to a clown strike. Oh, that'd be so... I have a friend who just recently like went on a first date with a clown. Oh. But like a... She like texted me to be like, hey, I, I like just got back from this date. I think it like kind of went okay. Uh, but he's like a clown. And I was like, okay, but like what kind? And and it turned out to be like, you know, Cirque du Soleil. Sure. That oh. kind of thing. And I was like, honestly, that fucking slaps. Like, yeah, it does. Like, that's yeah, great. yeah, yeah. Cirque du Soleil clowns. I mean, I don't know what it's like to be on the road with them. But right. they are like, you know, they're... I, I'm basing this all off one clown that i know who's awesome yeah i'm uh, all my experiences based on in montreal getting uh, my pocket picked by a group of clowns and so i i don't trust them i don't trust they did buy us drinks with our money but how did you know they were clowns? uh they told us that we were in uh, after uh our shows chad daniels and i went to some uh party that was mostly french canadians and and a lot of clowns were there and they were uh, I didn't know what it meant back then. I'm like, for kids' parties? I didn't understand. And maybe that's why they were offended. Was so that like, part of their misdirection? Yes. It, <laughs> they were, like, picking your pocket so while... It was actually Chad's wallet, but they, they took... And then they, are like, kept buying us drinks, but it was with Chad's money. And then the next day, he got a call uh, from the, the person that lived in this place that where the party is being held and he's like if you want your wallet and your ID I see you have a flight tomorrow at 8 and, and we showed up there and everything was laid out sans the money but that's like, a pretty good bit it's yeah, kind of that's, that's kind of a great it's bit it's kind of great yeah, yeah. and uh, there was no there was nothing we could do about it but I didn't. They just controlled your partying. That's all. They right. they cut yeah. themselves in, yeah. and then they were like, "This is how much fun we're gonna have." Right. I would have ordered a double, and they they got me a single, <laughs> and it right. made sense. I, that honestly, they, they were doing you a favor. Yeah. yeah. I've noticed a lot of standups are taking like clown classes, and it's like currently a thing. Clowning is back, baby. Why do you think that? Not not meaning like what. Uh, like, why do you think that they are taking it, those classes? It is a 
conversation among comics that I've been hearing, and they, they've even mentioned it on this podcast, right, Karen? Back me up here. I sound like a weirdo. Does not a sound lot familiar. of stand-ups. There are, like, clown classes, and so if you're, like, a dry one-liner comic, maybe you need to work on your clowning. I know so little about it that I'm about to talk myself into a corner where I trail off and, and drift off to sleep. Well, all I know is the comics are taking clowns. It's true. I'm it's going, true. I'm going to go to sleep and imagine a world where I make sense right now. Uh, but yeah, there's clowning classes. Have you ever met uh, a separatist, like a French-Canadian separatist who like wants to like... It's like kind of hot. <laughs> oh. Wait, please tell us your specific story. Yes. Well... <laughs> And, the, her, and her how it got Cora. sexual. <laughs> Maybe it's just this one separatist that was hot. <laughs> but it was, I was like, I was like 22 and I was working at like a Shakespeare theater and there was like a French Canadian and it was like kind of like a whisper like we, you know, God, I wonder if this is, I hope this isn't like a Patriot Front thing. Oh. Where it was like secretly like the separatist movement. It was just like, we want to be French. We don't want to be Canadian. We want to speak French. We want to keep that part. Right. Of, uh... So, yeah, Jesus, I really hope this wasn't like a, like a 14 words kind of like a Canadian <laughs> 14 words deal. Oh, these, uh, the clowns that we met that night, they did not like us and they would not uh, speak English and they were French. Okay, yeah. Uh, like, they, they're be, very yeah. proud of their French. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, which, if they could see it through our eyes, maybe that would change. <laughs> well, there's different interpretations. I've had a couple genuine spit takes. <laughs> I'm, I'm able to stop it because I'm a professional, but I've, I've, I've had twice had coffee in my nasal passage. So, good. That's a compliment. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Where do you guys live in town? I live in the valley. Okay. And I'm I'm pretty close to you. I'm right around uh, the corner uh, in Echo Park. Oh, great. Okay. And so, like, do you know your way around the neighborhood generally? I'm getting there. I spent 15 years in Venice, uh, you know, around the boat people. We've already <laughs> talked about that. Uh, he means people who own boats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, daily make eye contact with captains. Uh, and I, yeah, I love it over here. I'm, I'm happier and I've, I've met more of my neighbors and there's like a community. I'm, I'm, I love it. I love it over Did here. you, did uh, the move have anything to do, did that coincide with getting sober? And I don't know if that, is that too personal? No, you, it's a good question. I, yes, I do think that. I was in, uh, I wasn't performing enough because I was, I was so far away like I would drive to the improv or, or or shows that I knew were a sure thing as far as stage time but I was just hanging out a lot didn't have a lot of friends and then I lived right by Killer Shrimp where they would give me free booze and I was drinking uh, I think nightly over there and then when I moved to Echo Park all of a sudden it's like a hip area and I was near Little Joy and, and the out of boredom I'm like well I'll just go down here and play pool and that involved drinking too much and I started to feel like I was unhealthy and I just gradually just stopped I didn't hit like a rock bottom and oh okay uh, I did a diet that involved not drinking and realized I felt better and I'm just like I'm done and I've decided I'm not gonna ever do it again. That's but, great. 
but I'm not mad at it, and I know I had good times. <laughs> but I'm better at uh, also uh, during shows. I remember all my jokes. I'm seeing all these other benefits uh-huh. where it's like, you know, I'm uh, not a stand-up, but it seems like remembering your jokes during a show is like like up there on the list of priorities. It's crucial. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like I was getting worse and worse at it and needing more little notes and uh-huh. cheat sheets and especially for doing like an hour long show and like I don't I right now in this moment I can't think of one of my jokes. That was starting to happen. And it also I wasn't connecting it with the fact that I had seven drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so now. Yeah, I think in general my brain is just working better and no depression, no anger, all those things that yeah. were a byproduct of this drug going in my brain. It's, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm also happier. Weird. So, you guys are, we're like almost back at my house. Do you, can I give you one of these hydration things? Do you want to try one? <laughs> You're very sweet. Yes, I actually will. Oh, cool. Accept all right, one. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it you was, want strawberry we so... or golden cherry? <laughs> golden cherry? Oh, I thought it was mix, the mix of the two. I was like, that's crazy. No, it's like a half and half pack. There were 15 golden cherries and 15 strawberries. I think... And golden cherry. That's perfect. I'll Thank take a golden you. cherry also. There you go. Would you like one? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Strawberry or golden cherry? And we don't... We're Stra- just... Oh, there you go. Ooh, thank you. Yeah. My we... suggestion is you got to put ice in there. I do like a Nalgene bottle with ice. And then I also put in... Like a little bit of extra salt. Oh, oh really? yeah, because like the salt helps you from cramping, mm-hmm. and it's like you know, it's like the the hydration. Uh, there's no science behind this. <laughs> there's truly no fucking science at all. I might as well be like saying, "Here are some good crystals." <laughs> but I like maybe just for flavor. Yeah, I put in like a little bit of extra salt because yeah. sometimes it's like too sweet or too like fake sweet. Oh yeah. So right. just in case, I would say throw in a little extra salt, shake it up with the ice. If you don't like the flavor, the coldness kind of like takes away from the flavor. You know, it'll just taste of cold. And I I should save this for uh, post-exertion, right? I think you want to do... One of the the big things about hydration is you want to make sure you're hydrating up to the event and also during. Okay. So you want to drink a lot of water beforehand, but also I usually like throw that in in the middle. I've I've been also taking protein powder right before I go to bed. Is that right or wrong? (laughs) He's not a doctor. I think. (laughs) No, excuse me. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I I, I didn't. You don't know my degree. (laughs) I went to the theater school for doctors. (laughs) I I I believe that you were supposed to take protein powder more towards like uh, post exercise right i think or, you are right i don't know that like i don't know that your body processes it well overnight I, but again right i will reluctantly agree <laughs> i think that i am not a doctor i think you are right and i still i take it beforehand just as motivation to not get into my exercise clothes and then just sit on my couch once i take my little pill that's uh-huh. supposed to make me strong I'm like, well, now I have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's what I'm doing. You just eating the raw ass powder? Oh, they're little pills. Are they really? Yeah, like a muscle guy, like testosterone. Uh, I don't know. I just 
I bought them because I thought they would motivate me. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. They, yeah. I, th- what? This was so fun. Um, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. For real, I was so excited when I saw your name because I listened to your episode that you did with Bridger on I Said No Gifts and it was so funny. And I was like, that's cool that he did that. And then I saw you on ours and I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest. I mean, this <laughs> like so it thrilled. came up and I was like, I think one of the things having been on like some podcasts in the past where it ends up as being like, hey, so uh, now that you're here in my back office, <laughs> right. just tell me everything. And I didn't like, this seems like it's like such a good bit. Like, <laughs> let's go run an errand. Let's right. drive around for a minute. That just seems like such a fun thing to do. So it's thank a true, you for- It's a ha- true hang, yeah. It's a true hang. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you guys. And, I, and I'm sorry I didn't say hi at the, the golf thing we were at. I'll lose my number. This next time. <laughs> no, I've already got it. It's in my phone. I'll be calling. I'll see you at Roosevelt. All right. We I'll are golf guys, buddies. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Thanks okay. so much. Thank you. Thank Bye. you so much. You, like, he was great. I'm he just was gonna so wrap it great. Up. I, I really, know. I just want to say, and and I like that sweater. I should have told him. I'm gonna go tell him. That was quick. such a you sweater. <laughs> it was. I. And he g- had a big old mustache. Did he? You didn't see? Why isn't he my friend? <laughs> we could golf together and talk about our mustaches and our sweaters. <laughs> You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? <laughs> D Y N A R. Oh, horns, that's big horn Stupid for you. horn, that's big <laughs> horn for you. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by Edson Choi. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dinar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.